Lola and Kyle have had a ring crisis. Adam is back in the penthouse and he is ready to take down everyone in Genoa City. And Tracy has a moment with Kane. Stay tuned for this week's Restless Rap. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, I'm Rachel Goodman here with another week of Restless Rap. It is just me today. Uh, Farah is not feeling well, so we will go ahead and dive right in here. We have our usual review of everything that happened this week in Genoa City. We will touch in with the chat, and at the very end, be sure to stay tuned for our law moment where we talk about the things in the show that are kind of hilarious or weird or awkward. So also, if you have a law moment when we get there, be sure to share and we can read yours out loud. But first, let me give a shout out to everybody who commented on last week's show um, that wasn't there live but left us a comment. And also, um, a big shout out to everybody for watching the show. We had, this has never happened before since I've been on the show, we have we had 18,354 views yesterday, last week, which is crazy and amazing and thank you all. Um, we obviously could not have done that without you um last week we had italian cole um actually on our restless rap page which is another thing if you are not on our facebook um, page yet you should definitely go over like and follow i always post any updates or any links to all the links to the shows are always posted there in advance um but it's at restless rap on facebook you can always talk yr there throughout the week and we will be there to answer but on the facebook page we have italian cole um, saying, changed my mind. The writing gets better and more interesting each week. Then we, on the actual YouTube video, uh, we have Rainy J. I hate the Jack and Lauren storyline. I really might need to fast forward those scenes. I really don't want to see that. Um, Hubby Joe says, lively chat as always. Great show. Look forward to next week to see how far Adam goes. And yeah, he went pretty far. So I'm very excited to talk about Adam this week. He is, uh, as we were talking last week, definitely my least favorite character on the show right now, which I think is a good thing because he's eliciting a reaction. Um, We have Rainy J missed you guys two weeks in a row settling in to listen well thanks for commenting rainy we will uh we're always here so feel free to join in whenever shauna four says i'm team adam nick get over yourself if the shoe was on the other foot you would have reacted the same way as your brother victor a beast calling nick adam and then we have andrew ballow um sharing case is 48 oh good to know rainy j also says heart heart rachel's laugh lol yes i know i have <laughs> an interesting laugh um then rainy j also says they rarely drink the drinks or eat the food we had another situation this week where um it was at society and i think it was nikki uh, who was not drinking anything there um and then Tina Kohler says they need new writers, same old storylines. How about turning it around and make Nick the next victor, putting Adam in his place? At least it would be new. Yeah. The only thing I'll say about that is that we did get um, a lot of people commenting when Nick first started Dark Horse about how he was turning into Victor. I get it, though. They could have done it a little bit uh, darker with that instead of having Nick just kind of return to how he was before. Um, we do have some people in the live chat, too. So shout Shout out to Zoe Johnson, Dulaman, Aaron Brody, Samuel Levon, 
And we've got Todd Beaton. So um, Aaron Brody says, I love all the old characters coming back to the show. And that is very exciting. Um, I never watched when Michelle Stafford was um, Phyllis. So this was my first week seeing her play that role. And I have to say it was very interesting. I can already tell um, so many people have said that, yes, like she was the one who originated Phyllis. And I can already feel that there's not that um, not that I I loved Gina as Phyllis. Don't get me wrong. And I think I am going to need a few weeks to transition and kind of like get used to Michelle as Phyllis. But I can already tell that, yeah, this is definitely the person who originated the role because she had such um, like confidence and like, oh, yeah, uh, hi, I'm here about it when she stepped in. So I can see that and I can see um, the just how good this is going to be. So I'm very excited. Um, we have Hubby Joe. I made it. Hi, everybody. We've also got Simone. Um, Simone Francois. Victor was in hypocrite mode, hypocrite mode this week. Victor was trying to get custody of Christian just months ago. Yeah, I don't even even understand that uh, it's like when these things happen the characters conveniently forget that they have done the same thing and what Simone's talking about is that this week one of the things Victor did was he stepped up went to go see Adam and pretty much tried to put him in his place uh, well first Adam was talking to Victor in kind of a disrespectful manner in a way that obviously Victor was not going to take so Victor um one of the things that was interesting is that Adam realized that Victor wanted Adam to step in as CEO because Adam did not have his memory and because Victor probably figured this was a great opportunity for him to kind of mold Adam into Victor 2.0 as Adam so poignantly, you know, mentioned. Um, I, I, when Adam said that, I was like, okay, like I, it hadn't crossed my mind before that Victor may not have wanted Adam to get his memory back. That didn't cross my mind at all because we saw that Victor was having Adam go to a specialist to get his memories back. So uh, it almost doesn't add up what Adam's saying, but at the same time, it does make sense because Victor would want to have somebody who he could mold because Victor is that controlling. Um, but jumping ahead here, Victor does end up pushing Adam out and says, yep, goodbye, like, go away. <laughs> and uh, he ends up saying to Adam that he has to leave the, the property. So it was a pretty uh, intense week in terms of uh, that break between Adam and Victor. We have some comments in the chat. Dulaman, Gina is such a favorite of mine. I loved her as Dina um, on GL. Todd Beaton, Adam is most like Victor. And then Aaron says, I thought Victor was going to slap Adam this week the way he got in his face. I thought so too, um, or do something, like attack him. Like it just kind of, it did seem that way, definitely. So at, let's rewind a little bit here. We got to everything with Adam and Victor. Let's go back a little. Um, we have everything with Adam. Um, we well, Let me go back even further than that. Michael and Kevin, we had a lot with them at the beginning of this week with basically Michael um, just following Kevin to his lair. That's what I'm going to call it because we don't officially know what this place is. Um, so Michael follows Kevin and Kevin ends up admitting exactly what he's done. He tells Michael what's going on and how he's involved in this. And he tells Michael that Chloe is alive. So we didn't see Chloe this week. 
in the previews for next, we did see her. So we know she's coming back. We've heard that she's coming back, too. Um, and um, But, yeah, basically, Kevin tells Michael the full truth of everything. And we know for certain that basically what happened is that Chloe learned Adam was alive, came back to Genoa City to finish what she started. She's the one who shot him. And then once she did that, Adam figured it out, got all his memories back, and then he went after her. And now he has her, and now he is using her to blackmail Kevin and do some of his dirty work around Genoa City. Um, We haven't really seen the extent of that yet, but that is where it's heading. Um, Meanwhile, we had a lot going on with Victoria this week. She went to talk to Adam on behalf of Nick and tried to... um, kind of i guess assuage the situation and just kind of uh get the company back for nick and i i think part of it is that victoria feels bad because she did give adam the money she is the the primary reason why this is all happening and why nick why adam was able to is able to do everything that he's doing he has the financial means thanks to victoria um, I'm still confused why Victoria would just give the money over without having some kind of contract or like, I don't know if you can have a contract like that. Like, yes, I'm going to give you money, but then you have to leave. If that's even, maybe there's no contract because it's not something you can le- legally request of a person. I am not sure. I'm not a lawyer. If anyone knows otherwise or would like to comment on that, please feel free. But as far as I know, um, I think it's just dumb either way that there wasn't some kind of contract, even if it had had to be worded differently and if there wasn't going to be a contract victoria was pretty dumb to trust adam given everything he's done given who he is and i think maybe that's part of the, the ongoing problem that nick has with victoria is that she did she made this move and it isn't really it doesn't really matter what victoria does now adam's in a really good place because he has uh, he had anyway until he bought dark horse he had about 50 million um Simone says, Adam is only doing what Victor has done to his enemies over the years. Rainy J, Samuel, uh, neither is Michelle. Oh, I guess Samuel. Here we go. Samuel Levon. Let me read this first. Gina ain't it. Sorry, guys. Uh, Rainy J, Samuel, neither is Michelle. Ooh, snap. Well, (laughs) I, so far, I am enjoying Michelle as Phyllis. And I, but I, I started watching when Gina was Phyllis, so I have I have a little bit of a preference, but that's why. So I'm willing to give Michelle a chance. Uh, Rainy J, she doesn't seem the same, like she's forcing herself as Phyllis, not as natural. Kenneth Clark, hi guys, I'm so glad Michelle is back, but Gina did such a great job playing Phyllis. Aaron Brody, Victoria took her daddy issues to a whole nother level. And then <laughs> Mary just says Aaron, and there's a heart. So, <laughs> Mary, I think you agree with him. Todd Beaton, Victoria only got the job because Adam did not want uh, want it. Uh, Victoria, Victoria will not last at Newman. I agree with you. Um, that's exactly it. And if it were me, the whole thing with Victoria and Victor actually giving her the CEO position, I wouldn't have wanted. I would not have taken that. Because I would not have wanted to be someone's second choice and probably not even second. Because you know what? If Nick said, hey, I would like to be CEO, guess what Victor would not do? He would not give that role to Victoria. It would go probably Adam or Nick first. Uh, Obviously, he wanted Adam because we know that he's had a lot of issues with Nick recently. So maybe that could be factoring in. Um, But 
with Victoria, same thing with Abby. Victoria and Abby, Abby he just kind of, he doesn't give them the respect that they deserve, especially Victoria, who has really, like, busted her, you know, just gone above and beyond and really is between the kids, um, between between the children, the only, well, I shouldn't say children. They're his children, but they're adults. Between the four of them, I personally think that Victoria or Abby would be, either one of them would be great choices. Not Nick and not Adam, um, but... So I don't understand Victor when he, you know, what he's trying to do here. Uh, Maxwell Comics Inc. To be honest, I am on Adam's side. Christian is Adam's son, and he doesn't have anything else. When Nick found out Christian was alive, he ripped him from Sharon and Dylan's arms. And that is true. But then what is the whole situation with Adam signing over, um, basically giving up his right to Christian when he was born? That's the only thing. And also... um, even if Christian is Adam's son, I would be very scared at the idea of Adam having a child that could just, I mean, let me know what you guys think about that, but I i would just, this poor child would be very manipulated by their father if they lived with Adam, considering he manipulates everybody else around him anyway. Why wouldn't he manipulate his child? Kenneth Clark, my cousin is at the fan club event. Hashtag jealous. She sent me a video message from Michelle. She said my name. That is awesome. Um, Samuel Levon, Rainy J. She is the original Phyllis. Gina was the one forcing Phyllis to be angry all the time. Uh, Maxwell Comics. I love Michelle and Gina, to be honest. Michelle was OG anyway. Um, and then Mary. Victoria is sad for a Newman. Then we have Hubby Joe. Victoria was the last choice. She does not see that. Then we also have Samuel saying Phyllis is not a character I like, but Michelle plays her so well that she made me hate the character. Gina was someone else who just happened to have the name Phyllis. So my take on everything with Phyllis and when Gina was playing her, I, we only saw a glimpse of Michelle as Phyllis right now. So I'm not even going to comment yet. I'll reserve that until we've had some scenes with her. But Gina um, as Phyllis, I will say that my take on Phyllis was that she annoyed me and that sometimes I felt bad for her. Like when we went into the storyline with Jabot and she became CEO and I was actually rooting for her to become CEO at that point because I felt like, yeah, this company has been, I get it, it's family owned, but it's been predominantly male for too long. And we need uh, we need a female voice, especially like now of all times. And so it was great to have Phyllis step up and she was surrounded by, you know, brilliant females who were going to manage this company. And I thought that was wonderful. Uh, but then as that storyline kind of after she got there and then started, you know, just we saw her everyday life with Jabot. Um, yeah, eventually I lost respect for her again based upon what she was doing. But it, it had less to do with Jabot and more to do with what she was doing with everybody else. Um Kenneth Clark, Gina will always be my Dina on Guiding Light. Simone, Gina made Phyllis seem like a flawed human being, while Michelle's Phyllis could veer into Crazy Town. I am excited to see that. Very excited to see Crazy Town Phyllis. Uh, Jean, Michelle will slip right back in. No worries. And then final comment for now. Samuel Levon says Victoria was jumping up and down like a little puppy, waiting to be chosen for a doggy treat. And that's what I don't like about it, is that Victor knows that he can do this and that he can just have her, you know, right there. And 
maybe there here's the other thing we didn't really learn so victor what we did here is that victor the treatments aren't really working and so he as a safety precaution he made victoria ceo we don't know if it is a permanent thing or if it's kind of like um another time before where while victor was sick and in the coma after jt attacked him he they kind of made victoria the like acting ceo so we don't really know like 100 percent if it's more of an acting ceo or if he has officially promoted her for good i would guess it's not quite for good yet because he didn't he kind of implied it wasn't there but if if that's the case then good if it's the case that she's getting it for good then great i'm very happy with that i'm also very happy with nick being coo um that i feel like victoria and nick are a great team but obviously adam stepped in victoria did some things that she shouldn't have done behind nick's back um but i feel like they could be a great duo if they work together and there aren't any secrets and victoria um as they've as we've said in the chat victoria does have things that make her similar to victor so um i feel like it could be it could work very well if they if victoria is more honest and if nick kind of accepts the fact that he is no longer in charge of a company because that will be a challenge for somebody to go from owning their own company to working for somebody again um Maxwell Comics says, I am so offended that you said that because when Adam's son, Connor, was born, he became a better person. He loved his son and was such a good dad and such a good husband. He would do anything for his Connor. Well, okay, that could be true. I, In all fairness, I was not watching when Adam actually had his kids, so or at least had Connor. So I could be wrong, definitely. But I will say this, this actor playing Adam he rubs me the wrong way and he i don't like the idea that he'd be around a child but i will i will be open-minded here and when if he does actually get christian back i'll give it a chance but i'm just i'd be concerned for christian um samuel when heather tom um when heather tom played victoria she was never begging to have the approval of her father interesting okay so let's move on a little bit here um nick just kind of briefly nick calls chelsea he leaves her a voicemail we know she's coming back but now we're kind of seeing how this is all getting brought in um we end up getting a glimpse of michelle stafford as phyllis that's all it was at first she was in vegas um just kind of sitting in a bar looking for information about adam and that's all we got and uh then they cut and that was the end of one of the episodes and as we were moving along we see that Adam served um, papers to Nick for custody. So there's going to be a battle there, which is, uh, I, I don't know. Like it, This poor child, like regardless of who gets him, he he is going to have, he, he might end up having a lot of, um, not, I don't want to say issues, but it might be hard for him to um, kind of get used to this because he has been moved around he was with Victor for a while, then back with Nick. Now he could end up with Adam. Ugh, poor poor kid that he has to go through all of this. Uh, Doolaman says, this Adam will only click for me if he has chemistry with Chelsea. Yeah, um, and then Maxwell Comics says, I can't wait for Chelsea to come back. Todd, Chelsea will come back this week. So, cool. We will, uh, 
We'll see her then next week. And um, we have we have everything going on with Adam getting the penthouse back, which we kind of already mentioned. Um, how he got the penthouse, though, is that we he went to Nate, of all people, who was living in the penthouse that Neil, had kind of been like passed down to him through Neil, because that's where Neil was. It was really a weird transaction. They were in Crips and Lights, and Adam sat down. He was like, yeah, uh, I I want the penthouse. What are you going to, like, I think he offered, like, you know, double the market value. And that was it. And Nate just handed over the keys. I'm like, yeah, you're a little trusting, Nate, to just give that guy your keys. I mean, not that Adam isn't good for the money, but to give someone your keys before you make official arrangements and there's no documents yet it just seemed a little like funny to me and also um what instantly went through my mind is this idea that now that adam is going to be in that penthouse again he might have more of an interaction with um devon and i'm actually kind of scared for devon like okay how is adam going to manipulate him or get wrapped up in his life not that adam wants to right now but being that close to somebody and getting to know them, you never know what's going to happen. Um, Kenneth Clark, I miss Sage, a.k.a. Christian's mom. Kelly Sullivan played her so well. Samuel LeVon, I think this Adam storyline is moving way too fast, with no time for us to process the true intentions of Adam, and there is no compassion in the character to make me root for him. Uh, Rainy J, Nate was wrong for that about just giving him the keys and it was wrong because not only that but Neil left that place for him so that's a really good point um, Amy agrees that was so weird how Nate gave up what Neil gave him yes exactly it was just it, it shouldn't have been about the money and making a profit off of it of all things it should just have been something that Nate kept because it was passed down to him um, Amy also says a little disrespectful. Uh, Maxwell says, to be honest, I'm so over this Adam versus the family thing. Like, I need a united Newman family. I was hoping to see it after the last arc with JT. So before we move on to another topic, um, we I just want to mention that um, we had we had a situation with Billy visiting Delia's grave a little bit later on in the week. And... Adam showed up too and it was that was awkward in and of itself because um why would Adam I mean I guess I can kind of understand but it was really speaking of disrespectful it was super disrespectful that Adam would just show up and see Billy there at his daughter's grave and then stick around like okay it's one thing that Adam would want to go visit the grave because maybe he has guilt or, or is like feeling um just feeling really guilty for what he did but for him to show up, see Billy there, and then kind of sort of pick a fight with Billy, not a full-on fight, but just kind of um, like get in his face, it was very disrespectful. But we did learn something very interesting, and what Adam told us is that he actually, before he was shot by Chloe, which he didn't say Chloe, but before he was shot— um, he admitted that when Billy told him what he had done to Delia, he that was when he started to get his memories back, was that moment. And um, he kind of said it was because of the pain of everything that had happened. Um, it really triggered something hearing that story. So um, 
I wish we would have gotten a better sense of that. And sometimes um, someone had mentioned when I read their comment about this storyline moving super fast. And I feel like it is. And that we're not, I keep thinking, because we're not getting, we're seeing Adam do certain things. We're seeing him thinking maybe for a split second, but then he just does things. And so it's hard for me to understand why and to get a better sense of, okay, well, is he manipulating everybody? What is, aside from Christian, what is his end game really? Like, what, why is he still in Genoa City? And is, because I don't buy that it's just Christian. I also don't buy that he really wants Christian that badly other than this being a conquest. And if it is more, I wish we would see that and get some kind of clue that would let us know what's going on and why all of a sudden he wants this child. There might be a reason. It might be related to um, what happened at the cabin. It might be related to his time in Vegas. But um, we haven't heard what that reason is, and I'd like to know at this point. Uh, Maxwell says, Christian's death was faked. And Sharon and Dylan had him, then Nick had him, then Victor. So he's been through a lot. A lot. Aaron Brody, that house was a gift, Nate. How can you give it away? Exactly. Even if Adam offered, you know, even if he offered triple, like, it doesn't matter. It was given as a gift. I would personally want to have that place for the rest of my life if it was given to me by somebody who passed away and left it to me in their will. Uh, Kenneth Clark, I'm liking Nate and Abby together. Hashtag Nabby. <laughs> That's a really uh, interesting, you know, uh, couple name. I'm liking them together, too. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the ring. Um, and when we do, we'll talk a little bit about Nate and Abby. But I'll just say that it was really funny how the ring got put on the table right right where um, in society where Nate and Abby were sitting. She gets up, walks away, luckily, before this ring shows up. And Nate's like, yeah, no, I'm not proposing, not me. Um so I, I thought that was very funny. Maxwell Comics, I also don't like how they kind of rewrite history like Adam murdered a kid and left her to die, which is not how it went. The writing makes it very hard for people who don't know him to understand him. Um, Todd Beaton, I think Chelsea and Adam are working together. I would not be surprised about that. And then Samuel Levon says they seem to only go to Delia's grave at night. Yeah, I didn't get that either. If Of all times, I mean, is it so that they don't want anyone else to be there? But I don't really know, like, why it couldn't just be during the day. Um, Maxwell says, yes, the ring was, that was so cute. I love Lola and Kyle. Hubby Joe, hey, wrong table. It is our first date. Yes. <laughs> That is the definition of moving quickly. <laughs> a ring on a first date. And I think it was hilarious. Like, as this ring is traveling around, um, I was watching with Hubby Joe, and we thought it was going to go to Elena and Devon's table, which I thought was going to bring up more issues because they had just resolved everything going on with the student loans. So I thought that when they got to them, Elena was going to be like, uh, <laughs> didn't we just have this conversation? And it was going to, that Elena and Devon were going to break up again because she was going to think that Devon really was giving her a ring. So that's what we thought. But then that didn't happen. And then it was really hilarious that um, back in the kitchen, uh, Kyle's like digging through the trash for this ring and um, finally grabs it and gives it to her. And she's like, you stink. <laughs> Great way to end that little like mini um, scene there. But I thought it was very uh, funny and cute. 
Um, Okay, so before we get to our next topic, I just wanted to thank you all for making us the ESPN of TV talk. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please definitely give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to us. It gives us a place to actually talk about the shows that we love and interacting with the fans the way that you guys come in and I can kind of go back and forth and talk to you and read your comments and we can recap what's going on. It really has been an amazing experience and you guys are definitely to thank for all of that. We truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and definitely keep supporting us. Let me know that you left a comment or um, subscribed and I will give you a shout out live on the air. Speaking of uh, talking, let's get back to YNR so we can keep talking about this crazy week. Let's jump into Kane and Tracy because we had um, a little bit of a, I don't want to say drama between the two of them, but we had some, um, like, we had some tension definitely with Lily and Kane. Um, and Kane, this isn't surprising, but I'm getting to the point with him where he is starting to annoy me again just because he's being typical Kane. And. I get that he does care about Lily, but she is obviously over him. So I feel like he should just let it go. He's been trying. Like, there's no way they will. He's been through too much with Lily. She's done. Um, She doesn't want to deal with it. So that they should just split at this point. Now, whether he should be with Tracy is another story. Um, And that's kind of where we started off this week is that um, we see uh, Kane and Tracy talking, and he's still hung up on Lily. He's still talking about how he wants to get closer to her somehow. And then he starts asking about the novel, and Tracy starts telling him. And she's being very vague about it at this point, and says that uh, her hero is in a little bit of trouble. And to which Kane responds, The hero is going to get saved by someone who loves him, right? And she's thinking, well, yes, and that someone is probably me. But she's not saying it, and she doesn't really get a chance to even tell him what she's planning in the novel itself, even if it's through, like, a fictional fictional guise, um, because Lily calls, and she's calling him back, is what she says. And they're they're talking about this, um, this party that they're throwing for Neil. They're doing kind of a memorial for him. And a couple people are going to give a speech. Uh, Jet and Anna, Anna are going to perform. So that's what's going on. And Lily's telling um, Kane that she's actually not going to be there. She shows up later. So now when I'm looking at this scene, I'm almost wondering if she purposely made it sound like she wasn't going to be there to Kane. So that he, even if she did show up, Kane wouldn't like necessarily spend all his time trying to um, like talk to her. So... Kane hears she's not going to be there, and he's trying desperately to, like, get her to stay on the phone to say, oh, well, you know, I'll make sure I videotape it. And she's like, uh, no, uh, Devon's doing that. Sorry, but that's covered. So she is just being like, you know, she's clearly done. They are divorced. She is moving on with her life. She does not want anything to do with him. Um, back at the Abbott house, Tracy and Kane, he, he asks her to go to him with this, to this uh, event, and he asks her to go to be his date. So, 
here's the thing. I know how he meant it, but at least I think I know how he meant it. But for him to even be using the word date, he clearly um, isn't uncomfortable with the idea of that, maybe. Or maybe he's just... Uh, just using the word because he would have used the word with anybody who he was taking to that event with him. I don't know. Um, but just the fact that he's he used it at all is really sad for her because if he doesn't have the, those feelings for her and if he's not interested, now she's sort of just kind of like going along with this. And um, so we get to the event and the saddest part is that she, you know, she's spending time with him. Lily walks in. Lily ends up uh, kind of grabbing Kane's attention. And throughout the rest of the night, Kane is like, okay, well, pretty much he doesn't even know that Tracy's there until the very end. So Tracy goes out, she's getting air, and she starts talking about herself as if she's Velma, and which is the character that she plays inside her novel. And so she's just talking about this, and... I, I was like, okay, this is kind of relatable, considering it's sometimes easier, like, when you're in a stressful situation and you're, oh, I'm going to say this, when you're a writer, <laughs> when you're a writer, sometimes the easiest way to let out your frustration is when you are go like, you use something that's really frustrating and you apply it to a story you're writing. So I get it. I get why she would do that. Um, we had this whole thing going on in the story where uh, Velma and Iris... Lily is playing Iris. Um, they go to save Kane's character, Flynn, and it basically it's kind of um, like mirroring what's going on on the outside with Tracy being the other woman who has feelings for Kane um, but isn't really being seen. So Kane goes out to her, grabs her arm, they go back in, and they just there's they're starting to be, it seems like they're really setting this up for them to actually get together, or at least for things to come out in the open that Tracy has feelings for him. And I will be very hurt if Kane gives her some kind of, like, jerk response. Um, hopefully, even if he doesn't have feelings for her, he lets her down in a really kind way. That is what I'm hoping. And then, if he does let her down, oh, Tracy, you can use this. This will be fun for your novel. <laughs> That's what, uh, I guess that's, I'm going to arguably say that at least she has that. Um, so we have a couple of comments here. Maxwell Comics, Lily has made it clear she didn't want Kane. He needs to get a clue. Yes, he does. Hubby Joe, at Aaron Birdie, completely agree. Kane is the father of her children. He will always be a part of her life. Aaron, Lily acts more like a thorn. Maxwell Comics, Sam is in the door of Undeveloped Plot. Hubby Joe! Sam is away at college! For anyone just tuning in who um, doesn't remember, Sam is the little baby. But with how they... With the way that they age people, sure, Sam could be away at college. He comes back next week. Um, Hubby Joe... We, we, lo oh, we lost the video feed. Okay, so just in case that hasn't been resolved. Aaron Brody, Maxwell... Uh, Lily acts like she can't even speak to Kane. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell Comics. Um, why does she need to hold conversation with him, especially when she's busy? She's trying to move on. They don't need to be friends. Yeah, I guess so. I think, you know, okay, so I'm going to say for Lily's part, she seems to be 
as civil as possible. But I do get with both. I get both sides of this. That on the one hand, yeah, she's being a little like cold to him. But on the other, she is trying to move on, and you don't have to be friends, even if you have children together. Um, and also, I feel like if she talks to him and she's friendly to him at all, Kane is going to get the idea that things aren't over, and he's going to stick around. Um, Kenneth Clark, I love Kane and Tracy. Give Tracy a break. She was married to Brad Carlton, the hottest guy ever, LOL. Yes, let's give Tracy a break, and let's not end this storyline the way I have a really bad feeling it's going to end, and that is with Kane being a jerk. So if if Kane ends up turning her down in a really rude way, then we then be prepared for Kane bashing, which... When, yeah, I he's done things in the past that pissed me off, but this will probably piss me off the most. All right, let's move on to our next topic since we kind of hit on Kane and everything going on with him. Um, we just t- to really briefly mention this, we had a moment with Nikki and Paul, um, who I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Nikki and Paul, they've been around since, they've been around for decades, obviously, but I'm specifically mentioning this because they, um, there was a rerun on um, YouTube that they showed where Nikki and Paul were literally, like, high school kids. That is how far back this friendship goes. So, knowing all of this in my head and seeing them have, seeing Nikki and uh, Paul and Nikki have this moment... Um, where she pretty much, like, she's saying, oh, nothing's wrong, but Paul knows that something's wrong. It actually made me kind of want Nikki and Paul to be together. And, like, like this thought flashed through my head that if Victor does die, I know that Paul has a wife, but, you know, if he ever didn't have a wife, (laughs) that I would totally ship Nikki and Paul. But for the, just to talk about this scene, though, it was so sad watching Nikki try to lie and say nothing's wrong with Victor, nothing at all. And then she ends up breaking down in Paul's arms. And I was like, oh, he is such a good friend to her. Um, Todd Beaton, Paul started in 1978. Nikki started in 1979. Um, we're, we have a, cu- a couple of, uh, there's a debate going on in the chat about being friends with your ex. If anyone wants, if anyone else wants to chime in, e- either if you're listening live or if you want to leave a comment, the big question right now seems to be, can you be friends with your ex? And here's another, like, ad- like addition to the question. What about if it's boyfriend slash girlfriend ex versus husband or wife or, you know, spouse ex? Is there a difference? What if you have children? Is there any time you can ever be friends with your ex? Yes or no? Um, Maxwell Comics. Nikki and Paul, do you have a kid together? I miss Dylan. Oh, okay. Uh, Hubby Joe. Nikki was crying with no tears. Yes. Okay. I will say that when we were watching this, Hubby Joe and I were kind of laughing because sometimes uh, when Nikki like is you know crying, it doesn't seem like she is actually crying. So we were kind of amused by this, but at the same time, it was sad because clearly she's upset by what's going on with Victor. Uh. Samuel LeVon, the only way I could see friends with an ex is if you have children. Rainy J, 
Um, this is about the X question. Maturity and it ended on good terms, but there's kind of like, you know, one of these. So, yeah, I guess it depends on the situation. Dulaman, if that was the case, nobody in Genoa City would be friends. Well, there's a really good point. Um, Caroline Spencer Duval says, yes, absolutely. My ex and I went to each other's weddings and my kids know him very well. Why not? Okay, that's a really good example. Um, Samuel Levon, Dylan is in Port Charles where he belongs longs and then hubby joe says about the exes you don't need to be best friends when there's kids involved you need to be civil for the kids yeah that makes sense um we already touched on just kind of moving forward here we already touched on the ring situation with lola and kyle but lola officially asked abby to be her maiden maid of honor and then we had kyle um, who asked Jack to be his best man. So that the, the wedding party is starting to come together. Um, but in terms of Abby being the maid of honor, one thing I noticed right off the bat is that Kyle, who has been kind of like taking control of this wedding planning, um, he, <laughs> he and Abby might have some problems because she seemed like, okay, yeah, this is my, um, like, this is what I'm going to be doing now that I'm here. Um, so I could see that being an issue when it's kyle trying to have things a certain way and then abby stepping in and saying oh no like they could really use that uh you know to amp up the drama there and then just finally to mention this before we get to our law moment um we had a moment with devon where he um basically he was waiting for elena she came in Instead of seeing Elena, he saw Hillary, and it went from seeing Hillary to a full-on panic attack. Elena had to grab his medication and give him some of the pills, um, and she luckily she has experience in this. I could tell, like just from the way she was like talking him down this panic attack and like just comforting him. Um, but it was really interesting that um, this time I actually I thought that Hillary was going to speak. But then it was Elena's voice over Hillary who was just mouthing the words. Um, I I feel like in order for this to whatever they're doing with the storyline, in order for it to actually kind of resolve itself, I think Devon really needs now that she, now that Hillary is here, um, this you know hallucination or pr- like figure or whatever whatever whoever she is. I feel like he needs to talk to her for this to um, for this situation to kind of be okay and for him to get over this. Uh, otherwise, she's going to keep coming back, and whether it's in his mind or not, um, he needs to talk to her the same way that Jack, when he had that um, like dream with his mother, um, who was you know younger, when he had that dream with her. Um, I don't know that it really resolved anything with Jack, so maybe this is a bad example, but the same way he had that, um, like, you know, with the same way he imagined her, he, uh, Devon needs to really have a talk with Hillary to let this go because it keeps coming up and it's going to keep getting worse if he doesn't do something about it. So uh, let me check in with the chat and then we'll get to our law moment. We have Kenneth Clark. I'm looking forward to seeing Mama Floors. My girl Eva will be playing her. Loved her and all my children. Simone says, Summer was salty in the corner this week. Yes, she was. Uh, Dulaman, how is she going to be old enough to be Ray and Lola's mama? Uh, Hubby Joe, Summer is always salty. And then we have Aaron. Devon went off on Anna this week. 
what happened? Did I miss something? Um, he, yeah, so he went off on her basically, and this is something we didn't touch on with Tessa and Mariah. They wanted to do this thing with Tessa. It was Mariah's idea where Tessa would, um, like they'd film her out in her natural habitat is how they put it, which is kind of weird. And then they showed this as she, as Tessa's playing her songs, sometimes she's wearing a JCV shirt. Other times it's JCV products. There's a purse. It was really kind of odd in my opinion. Um, but that's what they wanted to do. And so Anna loved the idea when she went back to Devon Devon was like oh no this is terrible and then he had someone start shadowing her and said that she was green and didn't know what she was doing so yeah that's why Anna's a little bit like pissed off at Devon right now which is understandable she's not that green she's had experience and uh, if he's going to put her in that role he doesn't he shouldn't have someone shadowing her um, especially when the artist and Mariah and like everybody involved seem to really jive well with the idea. So what's the sense in, you know, Devon coming in and saying, nope, can't do that when he left. Like he's told her in the past that she's very competent. So why would he take that power away once he's already given it to her? Um, Samuel Levon says Devon should be written as a playboy. And then Hubby Joe says, I don't like like the way they are writing for Devon. He is snapping a lot. The whole Hillary thing is not making sense. And then Kenneth Clark says Summer needs to get her husband on bold. Austin is crazy. Well, let's end there and let's go right into our law moment. <laughs> I had two this week. I had the first was um, with Michael earlier on in the week when Michael said, what evidence do you have that Chloe is still alive? And Kevin goes, well, I've been living with her for the past two years. I thought that was hilarious, just the way that Kevin said it. And just while we're talking about them, that whole exchange in the beginning, um, they're, I think that they're both really good actors, but for whatever reason, maybe it was because they were both, especially Michael, was like really like screamy and angry this week. It just, I thought it was really weird. And um, so then my other lol moment was when Nikki walked in and saw Nick in Crimson Lights, and she goes, oh, honey, you look just awful. And Nick's like, thanks, Mom. I thought that was hilarious. Um, let me go ahead and get into predictions then. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I think that Victor, we said this last week, but I still don't buy the fact that Victor is not okay. I think that he is going to miraculously survive. That's one thing. Um, I think that, like we were talking about in the chat, I think that Chelsea is already working with Adam. But now that we have Phyllis talking to Adam again, um, and coming back in, I feel like they're also going to work together. That was the dynamic I got from especially this, especially uh, Michelle playing Phyllis. It just seemed like she wasn't going to, um, now that she has dirt on Adam, she might blackmail him, but she also might work with him too uh, and like, or make him do her dirty work. Um, because I think that Phyllis is now out for blood and she will do everything she can to um, make her way back up the ladder in Genoa City. Um, I also think that we're not done seeing Summer try to stab sabotage Lola and Kyle yet. I just get this feeling that uh, it's not over. She's going to do something, maybe not succeed, but something to try and get in the way. Um, and then everything with Devon. This is more of what I hope happens. I already mentioned this, but I'll say it again. 
I hope that we get a scene where he gets to talk to Hillary in whatever, like, whatever this is. Um, I hope he gets to talk to her so that they can say goodbye. Uh, let me touch it. Let me touch base with the chat again. Um, we have some, uh, Samuel just talking about Devon still um, and how uh, Devon and Lauren would be hot. Uh, Aaron Brody, Devon's hot with everybody. <laughs> Kenneth Clark, I would love to see Jack and Lauren, even though I love her with Michael. And then Aaron says, I was rooting for Devon and Mason when he was on the show. All right. Well, on that note, thank you all for joining in this week. My name is Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on Instagram at Rachel Radner Author, which is my writing account. I also have my readers group on Facebook at Rachel Radner. And uh, if you want to talk about The Young and the Restless throughout the week, we have our at Restless Rap facebook page on facebook so be sure to like and follow i will always uh read your comments live on the air but also if you just want to talk about ynr we don't always get to your com every single comment in the chat so we can always talk about it um on that page as well so until next week have a wonderful week and stay tuned Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.